Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. On the line, though, Hills, now. Yep. From the Brisbane Bandits, who go straight into a three-game semifinal series this weekend at Newmarket at Viticon Stadium. One of our most informed Brisbane teams. Hmm. They ha- and they have been for years, to be hmm. to be truthful. Yep. They just about win everything, the Bandits. TJ Bennett, a very good morning to you. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. TJ, this looks like uh, one of the great matchups, this semifinal series you're about to host uh, at Holloway um, because you guys have been second to none. You've had a really, really great season. And Perth, not far behind you for, for both defence and offence. Yeah, this will this surely will be a great series. Uh, Perth is all club. Uh, we played them in the finals a few years ago. I remember, I think it was my last season out here. Uh, 2018-19. Uh, yeah, they're just they're a great ball club, a bunch of great guys, some really strong Australian players, some really solid imports. Uh, so yeah, it's it's going to be a good weekend. Well, there is one import. I'm assuming he's an import that you need to keep in check, don't you? Junior Comanero, he's a, a Cuban phenom. They're saying. <laughs> yeah, never heard of the guy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Junior's Junior's a great player, man. He. Uh, he, and not just a great player, he's a really good kid. I mean, I say kid because he's 19 years old, and um, it's it's crazy. I think people don't realize how young he is, but when you watch him play, he just looks like a grown man out there. Um, he's he's really impressive to watch. Uh, it was it was really cool getting to know him a little bit when we played against them. Um, I think it was just after the new year or right at the new year, and um, you know he's definitely got a bright future ahead of him. Well, you're going pretty well this season too. Mm. 17 homers, which is a, a, a record in just 40 games. That's that, that's quite amazing. Thank you. Thank you very much. What do you put that down to, mate? Like when you when you walk to the plate, do you just feel good? Um, Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Baseball is kind of a crazy game. Um, you know, you, you don't always feel the best or you don't always – Maybe there's a lot of different factors that go into it, right? And, uh, you know, what I really focused on this summer or this season out here, um, I think I think something that I would attribute to just some of the success would just be uh, my mentality. I, I think I stayed stayed within what I can control. In baseball, there's a lot of things you can't control. There's a lot of things, um, whether it's the weather or, you know, even the, just the pitches that the pitchers throw you or – maybe some some calls that don't go your way or even just getting caught up in the fact that you're chasing a record. Um, you know, there was many times this season where, you know, I'd come home and, and I'm super thankful. I have an amazing wife who uh, really just kept me grounded all season long. And she just reminded me um, to stay within myself and that ultimately the record is not what I'm chasing after, um, it doesn't add anything to my life, it, you know, and if I don't get it, it doesn't take anything away from my life. Um, but really, I'm I'm fully loved by her and, um, you know, in my relationship with Christ is, is first and foremost to me. And, you know, I know that I'm, I'm fully loved and secure in uh, 
who I am as a person. So I didn't have to go out on the field and chase accolades. I didn't have to go out on the field and chase a record. I got to just go out there and have fun, um, enjoy my time out there, and win or lose, home run or strike out. I got to go home to my wife and my son and just enjoy my time with them out here in Australia. Oh, how good. Well said. Yeah, but the, the home run record doesn't hurt, regardless. And it happens. <laughs> you know? It absolutely does not. No, it's, <laughs> it's a ton of fun, and it, and it means a ton as well. Now, in your time out here, have you had any chance to watch a little bit of cricket? Because I, I, know, I know those from the States and uh, in North America – really have a lot of trouble getting their head around that we can play a game that goes for five days without a result. Yeah. Um, I have, I mean, I have seen, seen some cricket and it took me um, way too long to wrap my head around the game, <laughs> the rules, but, uh, but I, I've been trying for, for a while now and, and I'm, I'm I'm finally getting there. Oh, good on you, mate. <laughs> if we were playing tomorrow night, I could have invited you. No, you're playing as well, actually. Um, um, you, you've been here a while now. Your first year was 2015, I, I read. How many of our – was that – where does that sit, 2015, when in the four four in a row that we uh, you achieved, four premierships in a row? Yeah, that, that first championship was honestly really special. Um, coming into this – this uh city in brisbane and um you know they their their track record they they hadn't really made the playoffs they hadn't really uh done a whole lot in the abl and at least in you know in the the modern abl the more yeah. recent league yeah so it was really fun to kind of be a part of that first groundbreaking championship um uh, you could see and feel the you know, how much it meant to the guys that had been here um, for a lot of years, Andrew Campbell, Logan Wade, uh, some of those pitchers that we have um, and still have, you know, it was, it was really cool to get to bring that championship to them. And man, you could tell, you could tell it meant a lot to um, just everyone, a part of the Brisbane bandits. And so that was, that was really special. Well, one little stat, and I know you're just in the chat that we've had with you this morning, you're extremely modest, but the Bandits have made every playoff series when you play. So you, you seem to be the common denominator here. <laughs> well, man, I, you know, I do, I do love um, winning. I do love being a part of a winning culture. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot of great pieces a part of the Bandits. And I think that maybe the role that I've gotten to play over here has just kind of fit that, that piece of that puzzle really well. Um, and, and I think kind of as a whole, I think that's what's made such a successful group, you know, every time I've been over here. Well, yeah, you've been a huge part of it. Maybe. And then in 2016, I'd, I'd like to have you explain this. You, you know, you played for four teams back in the American season, A-plus. Is that what you say? You call it A-plus, then triple-A and double-A. For Sacramento, a little bit Richmond, San Jose mainly, and Augusta, are they different leagues of one major league that you, you kept getting dragged away from? So what that is is uh, it's all part of the San Francisco Giants. It's yep. their minor league farm system. So those all those teams are are um, owned by the Giants, and yeah, they kind of bounced me around a bit throughout their minor leagues that year. Um, it was a pretty busy season for me. Uh, mm. 
racked up a lot of uh, airplane miles. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that was just uh, that was my role for the Giants that year. Uh, they needed a guy. I, I play a lot of different positions, and they needed a guy at different spots, uh, different places due to injuries and different things like that. So um, I was able to fill in and um, just kind of do what was needed that year. It's yeah, so good. Good stuff. All right, well, you've been invaluable for the Bandits. and The Bandits are chasing their fifth Claxton Shield in seven years and their sixth ABL championship as well. And uh, you've got semifinal series, three-game semifinal series starting tomorrow, and you can still get tickets. Uh, available at brisbanebandits.com.au. TJ Bennett, uh, star of the show uh, this year. Thank you very much for joining us. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. Good luck, mate. Uh, I mean, it, it's a surreal world over there, isn't it? The, the way they just travel around. And, yeah. And, and so all these teams that he played for owned by the Giants. Yeah, that's that was very interesting. The tentacles eh? spread. And he's, I don't know whether it's versatility, but he plays all the bases. He can play first, second or third. Hmm. And hits this this record he's done in the ABL this year, and and uh, so yeah, he was well used by the Giants. Wasn't yeah, he? he hits the cover off him, obviously. Only a couple of days to go, Hills. Till till uh, I leave Mount Cutha for good. Oh, rightio, rightio. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot about you. Uh, how much cake you had this week? No, it's been it's been a little quiet up there to tell you the truth. Aren't you taking your own? Everyone else is busy. Get a few croissants. I, I must admit, I've sort of cruised a little bit through the week. You go straight past Wong Car Wash. Now, <laughs> vanilla slices. Take a little slab up there. Unlike the Raw, they've been busy this week. Jack Hingott's on the line. Good morning, Jack. How are you, mate? Morning, guys. I'm good, thanks. How are we going? Yeah, happy New Year, mate. It's already the end of January, isn't it? Hey, um, yeah, what's your take? I, th- I think you guys are about halfway, aren't you, in the season? What's your take on the season yeah. so far? Yeah, we're halfway. Um but we had we had a pretty good start overall. Um, it's a bit of a, an odd one this year with everyone, you know, all the teams being so close. The league's just ridiculous at the moment. You can go from, you know, eighth, ninth to third, fourth within, mm. you know, one or two games. So it's um, it's, it's very close at the moment. It's, it's it's interesting. It's exciting. So what do you take out of the draw from from Melbourne City? I know we were pumping it up last week and we we're talking a lot about the game. You know, they're top yeah. of the table and they're dominant at mm. top of the table, five points clear. And uh, you held yeah. them to a draw and had some genuine chances against them. Yeah, look, they're, they're the benchmark of the league at the moment, to be honest. They're the, they're the best team in the league um, and they dominate pretty much every game that they play. So for us to, to show that we can match it up with the best team in the league, um, I think goes a long way for our confidence. And a long way in proving that we can match it and, and mix with the, with the best. So, um, well, obviously, we, we want to win every game that we play, especially when we're at home. Um, but when you come up against a team like that, I think I think overall we were happy to, to have the draw with them. Um, but I think the most important thing for us and the most, I guess, impressive thing was the way that we played against them. Um, we're on the front foot, um, didn't take a backward step. And um, I think everyone... Uh, not just us, but everyone watching and, and the fans um, definitely took that on as well, and they were impressed with that. Yeah, well, Coach Moon said that. If we can play more like that, uh, you know, week in, week out, we'll be we'll be very happy because you had 11 scoring shots. It wasn't all just holding them to zero. Um, yep. And yeah, you, can you can you guys see yourselves being able to make a bit of a run like Perth are surging at the moment? Aren't they three wins in four games? Yeah. And, the Central Coast Mariners yeah. have done that before. Um, can we get yep. there? 
Yeah, I think so. I think so for sure. Um, and as I mentioned before, the leagues are so close. You get one or two wins on the trot, um, and you jump up. I think if we win tomorrow night, we go into back into fourth maybe. So mm-hmm. um, it just shows how how close the league is at the moment. If you can, yeah, string together a couple wins, um, yeah, you can just jump right up there. Yeah, so it's, up um, to fourth. Yeah, it's exciting at the moment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's um, yeah, it's exciting league at the moment, um, and there's. It's definitely, um, you know, we're, we're full of confidence and the boys are, are buzzing about, you know, we're right in the mix and, and the boys, um, after that game against Melbourne City, I think it's filled us with confidence again. Um, so I, I definitely believe that we can make that little jump and get a couple of wins on the trot, go on a run. Just when I look at this, you know, the sort of the top seven or eight, the, the, the contenders, the one that stands yeah. out from the stats is that you've only scored ten this year, and I, I know you know you'd mm. be you'd know that more than anyone. Um, is there a way yep. to fix this? Is it a quick fix? Um, well, I think it's. I think if you look at a lot of the games that we've played, and we've actually, it's not like we're we're not always creating chances. Um, like even that Melbourne City game on the weekend, I think we actually had. If you look at the chances individually, yeah. I think we actually had the better chances. Um, to be honest, so. I think it's more just about taking our chances. Obviously, something we need to continue working on at training um, in that final third, that bit of quality in the final third. Um, whether it's the obviously the finish, the, the cross, the ball, the ball into the box, or whatever it might be, that final third, that bit of quality is what I think we've been lacking. So we need to continue working on that at training. But um, obviously, we signed a couple of new players. You guys would have seen, and, and I think yeah. we're still still trying to maybe bring in one or two more. So hopefully those additions will, will add to that as well. Um, and uh, there's no hiding that. I think the players that we're looking at bringing in are attacking players and, um, you know, goal-scoring type of players. So hopefully um, hopefully we can confirm that, those types of players and, and go on from there because I think that'll make a big difference. Yeah, Warren Moon talked about Kai Truan's form uh, when we spoke last yep. week. But Henry Hawes, another. I like getting the names in so that our listeners become more familiar with them. Is he the super yep. sub off the bench? And then you've got A.M. Magic oh, yeah. who's lighting it up. Yeah, so um, Kai's probably, I'd say, he's been one of the most consistent players for us this season, and he's still only, still only quite young mm-hmm. as well. So um, I think he's going to be an extremely important player for Brisbane Raw. Um, he already is at the moment, but for the future as well. So uh, he's been great. Mr. Reliable, we can play in different positions as well. Um, and you know exactly what you're going to get out of him every week. You know he's going to do a job and you know exactly what you'll get. Mm. Um, Henry Hall, he showed it last season. I think when I first spoke to you guys, you asked about you know some of the younger players coming through who kind mm. of stands out. He was definitely one of them. Um, he's He's got something, like, a bit of X factor and something where he can come on and change a game for sure. Um, but... Yeah, he's um, yeah, he's definitely a great, great young player, um, and he's he's proven it because even last season he he scored quite a few goals for us. So hopefully he can get back to that form, goal scoring form. Um, and Madrock we recently brought in from Adelaide. He's just an absolute speed machine. Yeah. Um, and I think he showed when he came on against Melbourne City. I think a few of the fans got excited. He came on. Um, and a few, you know, a few, few bits of play there. I think he got, he got everyone a bit excited. So hopefully he's been doing it at training. Hopefully he can start um, shining on the pitch as well. I think he can make a difference for us as well, especially coming on late in the game um, when defenders are starting to fatigue and get a bit tired. Just with his raw speed, um, I think he's going to cause people massive problems. 
Good stuff, mate. Always appreciate your time. You've got Newcastle away tomorrow night. You've got training this morning, then uh, on the plane, I suppose. Yeah, that's it. Training this morning and straight on the plane. So oh. I think the message going around to a friend's place for a bit of a pool gathering or party, and they'll be uh, at training and straight on the plane. So, um, no, but to be honest, is I, I couldn't, I wouldn't, wouldn't choose any any different kind of life for my, for myself uh, than being a footballer. So I'm not, I'm not going to complain about that. No, there's plenty of time for pool parties, mate. Make the most of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, let's hope late tomorrow night you're a, you're a winning footballer as well, mate, against Newcastle. Yep, let's hope so. Good stuff. Thanks, Jack. Really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. And, of course, don't miss a second of the Premier League action. That's only on Optus Sport. We'll take a quick break and be back. Oh, and another great Queenslander heels we're about to have on air. Yeah. Making her way. Miami. Making her way. Along with her sister, Maddie. Tegan Levi, a very good morning to you. Good morning. Hey, what a ride you and your sister are on. You're getting ready for the Sevens in Sydney, which is a massive event over the next three days, Friday through Sunday. The Australian team is, is just running hot. And uh, you guys are on the on the right of your life, aren't you? Yeah, it's pretty exciting, um, the journey that we're on. Um, we're super excited um, to see how we go this weekend. Now, I noticed that the coach just was giving you and, and Maddie a massive rap, saying they're naturally gifted athletes, they're entertainers, on and off the field. <laughs> so now, does that, does that mean that you two might get up to a little bit of mischief within this squad? <laughs> Definitely not. No, we definitely like to have fun on and off the field and be a little bit of jokesters and stuff like that. But, yeah. Yeah, it's great that you can find time for us this morning and the fans of the Sevens and, of course, yourselves. Has it been, Maddie, paving a, a pathway for you or have you really done things together? Well, I.e., she got, dra- she got born one year before you and she got drafted one year before you with the Gold Coast Suns and you're both playing for the Sevens in rugby. Um, we've basically done everything together, yep. but I guess, yeah, Maddie got drafted to the Gold Coast Suns, um, a year before me and she got to play a year there. Um, and then we both got selected for rugby together and we still, um, have continued this journey together, but, um, yeah, we're, she's paving a very good path for herself and I guess I'm doing the same and we're super excited to see what the future holds. Now, I'm just reading that maybe AFLW may not be lost to you uh, you two. Uh, is, that, is that something that's on the horizon? Um, yeah, definitely not closing any books to any other sport. But, um, yeah, at the moment we're just focusing on sevens. But, um, yeah, definitely not closing any books. And, uh, Tegan, I love your advice in the paper today, that, uh, a quote from you, you know, th- saying that dancing was a dream of yours. Um, and it has stood you in good stead to be good at whatever you whatever you choose, right? So, and I love that advice. Don't put yourself in just one sport and expect to excel. So play a bit of everything. It's getting much harder uh, to to play more than one sport these days. Eh? They're getting greedy. Yeah, hundred percent. It's definitely getting harder to play multiple sports. But um, growing up, I played multiple sports: uh, dancing, cheerleading, touch football. You name it, a day of school, I'd put my hand up for it. But, um, yeah, these days it's getting a bit harder, but um, all of them come together and it makes you um, the sports person I am today. What sort of dancing was your dream? Um, To dance on cruise ships and travel around the world like that. 
so What's I still that? get to travel we, around the world. Do we call that contemporary dance? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. Well, you can always go back to that, I suppose, too, if you look after those legs. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're travelling the world now at the age of 19 with this team, and this team is red hot, the, the, the one that you're surrounded by, isn't it? Yeah, they definitely are. They're um, a good bunch of girls, and I think we're all still growing as a team and individuals, so we're super excited to see what the future has and what the next few tournaments um, we can bring. Yeah, are you feeling confident? And New Zealand have won the last two. So early December in Dubai, you had a win. Then mid-December in Cape Town, New Zealand won it. Then last weekend in Hamilton, New Zealand won it. Now we're in Sydney. Yeah. Unfortunately, last week we didn't get the um, cookies, but hopefully this week on home soil. Um, I know all the girls are really hungry to get this win and... um, want to get it for not just us, but for uh, each other and for our family, um, especially on home. Yeah, okay. So was it was it the semi that you were pinged for the knock-on when we got knocked out and, <sighs> it, and it wasn't a knock-on? It came off your legs? Yeah. Oh, oh there's no, there's <laughs> no, no, no controversy. No explanation there. <laughs> um, now, um, geez, what, uh, you know, in sevens, I'm sure you all know your roles, but are there positions? What? How do you how do you approach how you're going to play on field with your with your seven players? Yeah, so there's three forwards and four backs. So you've got a fast forward, a hooker, and a power forward, mm-hmm. and they are in the scrum. And then you have your half back, your first, your centre, and your winger. Okay. And what do you play? Um, I play hooker and half back. Righto. Oh, okay, you're versatile, in other words. Hey, yeah. You're Commonwealth Games gold, Rugby Sevens World Cup gold in Cape Town. Obviously, Paris is a, is a big focus. Yeah, definitely, 100%. Um, Paris is definitely a big focus for me. Um, I'm really looking forward to it, and hopefully, um, like, the team will still be the same. So, um, as I said, we've still got a long way to go and we're really excited. Yeah, is, there, is there much competition for spots in the Australian Sevens rugby team or, or have your combination held together very well? Um, there's definitely a competition for spots. Um, everyone's spots are up for grabs and no one's safe. But, um, yeah, I definitely think that um, the team's still growing and the combinations are good, but um, you never know. Anything could happen yeah. from now mm. to then. Yeah, well, I'm tipping that Charlotte Caslick's pretty safe, her position. Um, she is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> now, and, it's injuries, eh? Yeah, injuries. but you've got to be buoyed by the fact that, that she has committed long-term to this program, hasn't she? She just literally this week re-signed yeah. for four more years. Yeah, she's amazing. Now, how amazing is New Zealand? And what about Great Britain? I wonder, comparing to their legendary 15 side, how's their sevens? Um, yeah, Great Britain's on the rise. They're a new team coming together from all different other teams. So um, they're growing as a team each tournament, and I think um, and they're improving um, individually but also as a team. So I think they're on the rise. Yeah, okay. What, what stresses does this sevens rugby put on your body? Taking like... Like, do you do you need constant maintenance in some part of your body? Yeah, we say bo- um, our body is our tool. So without our body, we can't play um, the game that we play. So yeah. 
Um, we always have to look after our body. Recovery is a big thing, always stretching, um, yeah, getting massages, um, anything, physio if we need it. Um, but, yeah. Yep, they're on the right of their life, Hills. A couple of my hammy oh. high girls, 19-year-old Tegan and uh, <laughs> 20-year-old Maddie, just loving life. And uh, Tegan, really, really enjoy you giving up your time this morning to have a chat because uh, it gets a bit busy for you over the next few days, doesn't it? Yeah, thank you so much right. for having me. You're welcome. Have a great weekend. <laughs> a, Bye. Bye. What a great young lady. Oh, what about their tour? Their next one's LA, Vancouver, Hong Kong, Toulouse. <laughs> oh, that's great. All at the age of 19. Mm-hmm. Now on Breakfast with Pat and Heels, Heels gets his gloves off. Yeah, well, um, I'm wondering if you agree with me. Do our cricketers make sense all the time? Uh, I've mentioned this before and got no traction when, when I have spoken to cricketers and coaches over time. But then in commentary last night, I hear Aaron Finch promoting patience when first coming to the crease on this tricky wicket. Um, and, uh, and, and he said, even if you've got to go at fives and sixes for a while, um, you, you, you should do that in these conditions. But fives and sixes was all they needed. That's all they had to do for 20 overs. And that neither side, the Brisbane Heat or the Thunder, eventually got it done right at the end. They weren't doing it, and they didn't really think it through. Both wickets, we said, have played, uh, that, that played yesterday seemed tricky while the, while the balls were new, right? The, the fielders, bar two, are up. So when you're batting at the top, piercing the field by keeping along the ground and finding the gaps or clearing the field is, a, is easy. It's easier than when fielders are out protecting the boundaries. You'll get more runs when the fielders are up. You'll hit the rope more often. Yet our top order batsmen seem to try to hit sixes, uh, 12s rather than sixes um, or even fours or twos. Um, I, I just think while that ball is hard and shiny, six and over totals can be done with technique intensity at the crease and energy, but but more convention. Anything else is risky at a time when you don't re, don't require risk. You, you know, players uh, playing across the line, playing in big shots in lofted shots attempted when the ball's swinging and seeming, it's very risky. Sure enough, both the Heat and the Thunder then lost wickets with unbalanced techniques. We saw batsmen falling through shots, still moving without planting, you know, their their foundations so that the bat could come through technically. So unbalanced balls hit in the air without placement. So when you're hitting the ball in the air, you need to be careful to place it in the gaps. Top order versatility to me seems non-existent. And the plans set by teams must be pretty similar every game. They're, they're not changing them. Righto, today, fellas, it's work it around. Work it around, go for four, three and four and over for five overs and not lose wickets because if you've got good players still in the shed, you, you can you can do a lot of damage in the second half of these types of innings. So I'm just, I'm just wanting our cricketers to bat with a bit more logic, get fives and sixes without taking too many silly risks in matches like that. But... Whatever you do, whether you're batting with or without logic, get the job done and get over the line. Am I wrong, outdated or right? 13, 13, 55 in your opinions. No, you're right. I just wish you wouldn't have brought up bad memories. It was a very, (laughs) very painful watch yesterday afternoon. Well, Finchie was even saying it and yet, 
yet no one does it. Mm. Like, even Finchie comes out and plays, you know, outrageously in tough conditions at times and gets himself out. So they just got to get, I think, a bit more logic into their planning. Yeah, you're right. Six and over. It wasn't too much of an ask, even with the, the wicket playing a few tricks. And Brighton's in our day, six and over was a lot to start. A, you know, play a whole innings at six and over. That That is hard. But they came out and tried to get 12 and over when it's not easy. Don't do it. Now we're doing uh, our, the keys to success series. Heels, I think, has been has been good fun. I hope sure. you're enjoying it uh, as much as we are. And uh, we thought we'd look this week, and quite probably, we've had some very strong feedback from the coaches too. They're learning. They're learning a lot. <laughs> N- not. <laughs> well, we had Kevy on yesterday. Yes. Yeah, and he was talking along the lines that we'd already gone down. Mm. So the Cowboys. Eh? Yeah, we're going to look at the Cowboys. North Queensland Cowboys. What do you reckon is important? I've got to go first today. Yep. What I reckon is important is not much this year. They've got they've got to repeat. They've got to repeat and reinforce what they did last year. Uh, they might, first of all, repeat with a twist last year's fitness levels, right? So they've got to get there again. They've got to get as fit and strong and, and be enjoying it. But don't change up too much because a lot of players crave routine and repetition as long as they're feeling improvement. So fitness is number one. Then the second thing I think they've got to do is they've just got to tweak a few of their soft spots. They haven't got to change much at all. And so this would help the players feel um, confident to know they're even better than they were last year on a couple of their soft spots. I don't even know what they are. I'm sure one's defensive reinforcement. They have to make sure those structures are in play. I don't, Cohen, do you think you know what a Cowboys weak soft spot might have been last year? Oh, they're not. They didn't have too many, did they? No, they, they went pretty well. No, so I, I just think that you know a little bit of tweaking that might give them much more authority about the way they play. They entered a game against the Panthers, and they didn't seem you know as as big and as strong as and confident as the Panthers. So that's what they have to work on. And I would do number three again. I would do make sure all the families are aware of what the boys are going through. Uh, plenty of social nights. Not forced ones. Someone organises it out of the blue. Just get together. All those social things have to come from within, not not forced too much. Uh, getting to juniors, getting out in public. They they did it extremely well last year, making sure that energy is not on the wane. They, they're still enjoying being part of the community. There's my one, two, three. Yeah, I don't think they have uh, too many dramas socially. I think they do a lot with the community. And it was spearheaded... You know, going back some time now by uh, Jonathan Thurston. Yes. He, he had a great presence up there. I mean, And Lawrence Lancini was excellent. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Driven by the chair and, and the players jumped on board and their highest profile player jumped on board as well. So I don't think they've ever had a drama with that. No, and, but you've got to monitor it yeah. that it stays as strong and even gets stronger. And one of your other big points is the, is the physiological side. From what I can gather, They've trained just as hard as they did last year. We know we keep mentioning it, the famous stories of them coming into training and and coach just says, go on, go and put your running shoes on. We're going to jump up. What's it? Table Mountain, is it? Castle Hill. Castle Hill, that's right. Jump up uh, Castle Hill. And he said, oh, no. But it's obviously held them in good stead. The, the other one, and I don't know what category, uh, whether it's familiarity or just getting to know the systems a little better, I think uh, Dearden is going to be crucial for them. You know, time under his belt mm. in a Cowboys jersey, time under his belt beside Townsend uh, and, and the back line that he feeds. 
I think is going to be crucial. I think he's just getting bigger and, and well, he probably is getting a little bigger, but he's going, he's getting better. Yes. He's, he's, he's going to have a great season. And look, I, I, we've seen stories written about the Bronx that, you know, they, someone like Marty Tapao comes in and adds games experience. I was just having a look at an article yesterday. So Tamu comes in and they're all saying he's back where he belongs because so many of them love him up there. Yep, good. Um, 305, JT, Tamalolo. 236 games. Jordan McLean, 179. Cohen Hess, 141. There's the basis of your Ford pack. And you throw in these brilliant youngsters like the Cotters and and, and these and guys. You know, I mean, yeah. And, you know, you've got Reese Robinson. Or Reese Robson there as well. Yeah, um, okay, good, okay. I think it's, well, anyone that can get rid of the hammer or lose, you know, they haven't got rid of it, they lose the hammer. Off the bench, yeah. And, and still not even see that their uh, their reaction with the bookmakers even touches a gauge yeah. has to be pretty Coaching well staff might have to just address how Chad Townsend and Drinkwater are feeling. They, they've got a new pressure on them. They're big targets and they've got to follow up an unbelievable season last year with another one if we're going to continue to improve. So just check in on how they're dealing with all that. There was a few games last year, Heels, where they were down 10-0 and they just had mental toughness and they backed their ability that later in the match they would get there. Yes. And Todd Payton mentioned that a few times. But I think if they start a little bit better out of the blocks in some games, and in a final, you don't want to be down 10-0. You're coming good now. You didn't start too well, let's see. Well, you, you threw me under the bus there. I, know, I was, I was listening a, along. Mate, I threw you. I threw you lifeline. You could have made. Hmm. You could have made something of yourself there. <laughs> well, I'm doing all right now. Yeah, you, me. You're coming back. <laughs> but yeah, I, I d- know you'll edit it as if you say it first up. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, this is without us mentioning the likes of Talangi and Valentine Holmes and Heku and and, yeah. and felt out in the backs. Drink so, water. You know, the it's a really well-rounded side. And I think they're going to go. I, I said, you know, a week ago, I, I think they're grand finalists. Mm-hmm. If they, if they, you know, obviously fitness and and uh, injuries aside, I, I don't think they, they believed that last year. So this year they've got to believe it. Mm. They've got to play with great authority against the big teams. What do you think? Uh, I mean, we've got four Queensland sides now, all of them at this time of the year, talking up their potential and talking up their fitness and talking up their premiership and finals hopes. But I think, uh, in my belief. Cowboys are still our, our our number one side. Talk uh, is so cheap, isn't it? Yeah, of course it they, is. They did it with actions last year, the Cowboys, and uh, let's hope they do it again with actions.